Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dapper Dividends number 21 for June 19th, 2020. I want to thank you because to this date, I have had 516 plays, 25 estimated audience size, and my fattening wallet is at $5.17 USD. And on top of that, I have been heard in 17 countries and 21 of those United States. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm going to jump right into it, see if we can get this episode a little bit shorter. So in my taxable account, I have two two accounts I'm tracking here, my taxable dividend account, and then I have a self-directed IRA account, which we are tracking. It's the one I rolled over $30,000 into. So I'm going to start off always with the taxable, and we'll recap the week. The week that was, I received dividends from McDonald's, ticker symbol MCD, Realty Income, ticker symbol O, Lionel Basel, ticker symbol LYB, Duke Energy, ticker symbol DUK, and Prudential, ticker symbol PRU. Prudential is one of my favorites. It's at a very low PE, uh, very solid company that I like in the financial space and sector side of things. Take a look at Prudential. Do a little bit of research on it. I think you'll like what you see. It is a company that I am happy to be in for a very, very, very long time coming. And my buys in the taxable, I'll try and go quick on these, were Realty Income, ticker symbol O, Johnson & Johnson, which is J&J, McDonald's, which is MCD, and Starbucks, SBUX. The market was kind of up this week again, so I did not really buy all that much. And I've been going kind of cuckoo for calls. <laughs> so there was a, f- I, I have over explained it and I have a tendency to do that. But what I did do was I sold a Neo covered call, a $7 covered call that expires on July 10th. I sold that for 70 cents a share or a total of $70 I received. I also bought a Neo put that expired worthless today, but I only paid $3 for that. It was a $6.19. put that expired today. Worthless. Nothing. Bupkis. And then I also got a little goofy. I don't know what stuff. So this is the problem why I can't have cash sitting for too long because I will want to start spending it. And if I'm not buying my dividend stocks, I just see it and I get get tempted by calls. It literally is like gambling. It's like going to a casino. So I bought a Simon Property Group, ticker symbol SPG, July 17th, $100 call for $67. And I thought that the chart shows that the daily chart, it looked like it's going to bounce off the 50 line of the RSI Well, the market took a dump today. So that has gone down to about $36. So I am down 30 bucks. Awesome. Uh, I thought I was going to get out. I said I was going to set a stop loss at 20, but I didn't. I'm going to hold it next week, and I'll let you know what happens with that Simon Property Group covered call. We'll see if it goes up. This is my money we're all gambling with here. You just get to watch me hopefully get out with some sort of a profit, and I should have invested that into a dividend stock, but this is the problem. This is the problem with money sitting idle and not having a purpose just like troops waiting to be deployed kind of like a government will do is a standing army is one of the worst things for politicians and governments because they'll seek to use that standing army and see where they can use it and that is what I did with my money reserves that were sitting in my cash balance 
So that's a really quick recap of the taxable account and the self-directed IRA, the contributory, the tax-deferred IRA that I started that I rolled 30K out of another IRA and into this one. I received a dividend, the first dividend I've ever received from Realty Income that was at $5.83. And by the way, I'm sharing this as a portfolio I created. You can download the portfolio. It's a spreadsheet that I'm sharing on a YouTube link. You can uh, type in Dapper Dividends Portfolio and there's a link and I give a really quick description on how to use it. I've made some changes, so feel free to do that and follow along in real time. Every time I buy something, I update it. So I received a dividend of realty income. That's 25 shares worth. I received $5.83. And then I also received 18 cents interest from Charles Schwab because I have about 16,000 still sitting in the account waiting. And I will not gamble with that much money because that is supposed to be retirement money. So I'm trying to be a little bit more judicious with that. So 18 cents sucks, but you know, what are you going to do? It's sitting there waiting, ready to go, itching. I bought some line in the sand shares, actually three line in the sand shares. I bought McDonald's two shares at $189.66 for a total of $379.33. Two shares of IBM at $124.93 for a total of $249.87. And then this afternoon, I drew a line in the sand with one of my favorite stocks, Starbucks, ticker symbol SBUX, five shares at $75.05 for a total of $375.25. Now, you may think that Starbucks is pretty overvalued if you go by PE, but I'm not going to give it away, and if you want to do some homework, I would suggest going into Google and typing in SBUX 5-Year PE History. I want you to do this for yourself, and I want you to start getting in the habit of comparing a company's PE to itself and to the sector, because too many people use that magic number of whatever the S&P 500 is currently at. And while that may be good for a generalized benchmark, what you really want to do is more importantly, focus like a laser and get granular with it and compare that company's stock to its own five-year PE history and to its sector peers PE. That's a much better representation if that stock is quote unquote on sale or not. And then I also sold an Altria covered call. So you have to have 100 shares to be able to sell a covered call, which I did. I sold a July 17th $45 covered call. I received $40 for that. So 40 cents a share was the premium I received. And if that gets called away, I will have a nearly $600 gain factoring in the capital appreciation, the dividend, I believe, and the premium I was paid for selling those. So that's kind of what happened in a nutshell. Oh, also my dividend income yearly forward in the next 12 months is up to $827.64. That's kind of cool. And I'm not going to put any more money into this right now. Maybe in a year or two I will. But what I'm going to do is reinvest the dividends. Now I don't drip into individual stocks. I prefer to let that money uh, coagulate and collect in the cash balance. And then I will redeploy that to something that is down or I, something I can target 
allocate that to instead of going into the existing stock. I know there's pluses and minuses because if that stock is down, say if, if I drip back into Altria and Altria is down, I'm going to get those shares at a lower price. But that's just my personal flavor. That's the way I like to do it. So that is what I do. And I just had to say something about Hertz too. This has been really something to watch and something that kind of makes me upset to see how people in Wall Street are perfectly fine with stealing money and ripping people off that don't know any better. So if you don't know, Hertz is going through bankruptcy. Chapter 11, which is they're reorganizing. They may come out of it. They may be rebranded. They may have uh, different structure but the way that that goes is the creditors or the bondholders will get paid first and then if anything's left over the common share stockholders will get paid but there will not be anything left over because they have 19 billion dollars in debt and 1 billion in cash and that's they don't have enough assets to cover that so there's not going to be enough money and when i saw that they were going to offer 500 million to possibly a billion dollars of new stock that's just basically saying we're going to take the money from that proceed and that sale and it's going to go directly to the creditors. It's going to go directly to the bondholders. It's thievery. Well, it's thievery in a sense that if you buy those shares and you can't sell them for a profit, if you're stuck holding them, you're going to lose all your money. So whoever's left holding them is going to lose their money. And I just don't like to see stuff like that. Even though they, they put out a disclaimer which is crazy that they basically can put out a disclaimer that says we're going to steal money from people we're, we understand we're selling them something that's completely worthless and we're okay with it because there's a disclaimer a uh, little little bit shady if you ask me and i think what we saw was basically just the algos that were pushing the price up and as it started going further up and higher up that it forced shorts to cover and it created a, a weird and odd uh, chapter 11 short squeeze <laughs> just crazy times we're living in completely bizarro world but i have a quote here from hertz and it's regarding this disclaimer i was talking about this is their quote we're in the process of chapter 11 reorganization which may cause our common stock to decrease in value or may render our common stock worthless any trading of our common stock during the pendency of our chapter 11 cases is highly speculative and poses substantial risks to purchasers of our common stock. That tells me <laughs> that's what I was just saying. They're saying this is worthless. If you're buying this, you're speculating and you're going to get stuck with something that's worth nothing. So chapter 11, it, sh it screws the shareholders. Uh, you know, and also another thing to be uh, aware of, speaking of Wall Street shenanigans, is you have to do your own research. You have to know how to do your own research. You cannot always just rely on what you read on Seeking Alpha or any other type of financial or investment blog that's making any kind of a recommendation for or against something because it's been documented that there are short sellers that will fund hit pieces to be written. These are researched hit pieces and they will be promoted and bloggers and institutions like that will get paid to read this and all they have to do is just say well this new research came out and this new study shows that this company is having all kinds of problems whatever it is that they wanted to say and they know that that's going to temporarily 
and in the near short term it's going to drive the price of the stock down and they can put a disclaimer and by say by the time you read this they can be out of it they may not hold those equities anymore wherever the research came from if you track that down so you need to look at the numbers you need to do things yourself and do not always take it with a grain of salt when you're reading something from someone and you need to look at the numbers and check it out for yourself so that's the only way you can go is to rely on yourself so you don't get screwed over and over again and it just goes to show that there's so many financial shenanigans that go on with penny stocks with ipos uh, even with mid caps uh, i looked at a, a number here for WeWork. i remembered WeWork. it was bizarre WeWork was supposed to have a $47 billion valuation, and then right before the IPO in September, they were down to $3 billion. How in the hell do you lose $44 billion just like that? What changed? What changed to drive it down that much? That's why it's crazy. So you have to know there's all kinds of goofiness that goes on in shenanigans. Look at Lyft. They had an early valuation in October of $15 billion, And then by March, it was at $24 billion right before the IPO. I mean, come on. What changed to drive it up that much? It's, un- it's unreal. And it- this is kind of why I stay away from IPOs. If you are going to get in an IPO, and I-, I-, I worry about people that are buying Nikola, because as I learned firsthand with Neo that IPOs are essentially liquidation events. This is when people who are early, early, early investors are able to cash in. Now there is a six month lockup period and when that ends is when the real fun starts that there is a lockup period, but a lot of people don't know that. And this is something I found out the hard way. So just remember that when a stock IPOs even if it IPOs at $50 a share, there may be people that have had it since five cents a share, three cents a share since it was in its in its infancy. So there's people that are gonna cash in regardless. If it comes out at 50 and it goes and it drops all the way to 10, they're still gonna make a killing. So just remember that a lot of times IPOs are super risky and I wish Nicola and all the Nicola holders all the best, but they don't have a vehicle on the road yet. They don't have any sales. It's an idea. It is a fabulous idea. And believe me, I am pulling for them. But I've been burned so many times by IPOs that my advice is if you're going to get an IPO, buy it and sell it really quick. And don't buy it again until it shows extreme promise and they start making money and they have a very good footing that you are very confident with because... I really don't like to buy companies that don't make money unless I'm speculating. And if I'm speculating, I understand that's not investing and I could lose all that money. So just something to keep in mind. And this will let me conclude with why I love my premium dividend payers. Now there can be some fudgery with the books and with earnings per share and the gap and non-gap. You can look all that up. But what I love about my blue chip dividend paying stocks is they are big companies, very hard to manipulate the share price, and I get cash. There's no way to manipulate that cash payment that hits my bank account. When I get that cash payment, I know all is well. And until I don't receive that cash payment, then it's time to worry. So just some things to keep in mind. 
do your own research. You really need to learn to rely on yourself. It's it's okay to have opinions from other people. It's okay to have other people show you numbers and tell you a story, but don't buy the story, buy the numbers. Look at the numbers, listen to the numbers and not the story. So many people, companies, corporations, and entities, and people on Twitter, they all have an agenda. They all have stories. Even people on Twitter can be paid to promote a company or an agenda. So just be careful. Know what you're getting into. I can't say that enough. And if you like what I'm doing, follow me at RustyRam78 on Twitter. I have a YouTube channel called Stashing Worthy Acorns where I put $50 into the Stash app, the Worthy Bonds app, and the Acorns app at $20 a month for two years. I'm laughing because I'm wondering how many times I can say this now, and I just completely threw it off. So it's kind of like a little rap I got going. But anyways, check that out. Uh, Stashing Worthy Acorns on YouTube. And I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back. We're going to keep this under 20 minutes. It's Friday night and I got some things to do. So anyway, with that being said, today is Juneteenth. If you are an international listener and you don't know what Juneteenth is, it is basically a celebration commemorating the last slaves that were set free. Uh, It started in Texas. I believe I should have checked this, but I I didn't. You can Wikipedia. You all got Google. Uh, That's bad. That's pretty bad to say, but you know. That's all right. That's me. It's late. Uh, you do have the internet at your fingertips, probably in your hand or your pocket right now. You can Google Juneteenth. I believe it started in Texas around 1865. And I don't know how to celebrate this. I am happy anytime there is a reason to celebrate the emancipation of slaves and turning slaves into free people. I'm all for that, baby. I love it. So I believe this is a holiday for uh my black fellow countrymen you know that that's weird i paused to say that to say black because i don't know anymore if i'm supposed to say african-american and i've always had a problem with that because i know there's people from barbados and trinidad and tobago and there's people from brazil they're not from africa so I don't know. I hear people say black power, and honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with being black. So I've never been corrected by somebody that is black that I've called black. So I'm going to keep using that until somebody says, don't call me black. But by then I know them. I know their name. I don't know how to refer to somebody to describe them physically based on their skin color. And I don't know why this is a thing. If somebody doesn't know me and they say, hey, that white guy over there, I'm not going to be offended. I wouldn't expect them to know that I have genealogy from Sweden or uh, the Czech Republic. So as I've said before, I live by the philosophy of not hurting people and not taking their stuff. And I want government to treat everybody equally. Uh, Lady Liberty, not Lady Liberty, good my gosh. Uh, Justice has the blindfold on because government justice is supposed to be blind. And that, I think, is the most critical thing. Uh, Government represents all of us. So government should be impartial. It should be blind. It should not prohibit anybody from advancing 
their life based on their skin color or their sexuality or where they come from. So I don't prejudge anybody. I need to know you before I can make a judgment on you. And that's what I've taught my daughters because they know one of my friends who looks like a big, tough biker. He has tattoos and piercings and he's actually one of the nicest people I have ever known or ever met in my life. So I use him as an example and tell my girls, look how mean he like he looks, but he is not mean. He's one of the nicest people, but you know that by getting to know him. So he has a rough exterior and he's beautiful and wonderful on the inside. So don't judge people. That's what I'm saying. I don't judge people. Give me a reason to not like you and then I'll judge you because I'll have a reason. So that's what I do. That's how I live my life. And I want government to treat everybody equally. I don't want government to push a certain religion or position that harms people because we all pay for government so government is supposed to be representative of us all and this is over 20 minutes i'm gonna get my song out real quick it is astro zombies by the misfits i love punk i love horror punk and when i was in high school i heard metallica covering the misfits their song last caress on the garage days album which a friend made a bootleg copy for me which i guess that is technically illegal but Hey, this was 1993. We had to do what we had to do. And I found The Misfits. I liked that song. I bought an album of theirs at the used record store in Oak Park, Illinois called Secondhand Tunes. And yeah, last is history. It became one of my favorite bands. And Astro Zombies is one of my all-time favorite songs every time I hear it. It makes me smile. My girls know the chorus. They can sing along with it. So go to YouTube. What I do is I put all these songs on a playlist called the Dapper Dividends Playlist on YouTube. Check it out. I have them all there. You'll see how eclectic my musical tastes really are, ranging anywhere from Madonna to Cameo to Paperboy to The Misfits to The Cure. So, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. It's been a long one. I say they're going to be shorter and they keep getting longer. So maybe on Tuesday we'll try again. Come back. If you're still here, listen to me. Follow me on Twitter. Subscribe to this. Give me a rating and review. And I will be back on Tuesday. And remember, everyone you meet has something to teach you.